Come on, it's that time. It's a new day. It's a new season. Step out of those grave clothes, ladies and gentlemen. It's the start of the Christmas season. Come on, sing it.
and gentlemen, good morning, good morning, good morning on this post-Thanksgiving Friday. Boy, that was a song to hit this morning, wasn't it? That was that song to hit this morning to start the Christmas spirit. I know it was an 11-minute song, but I do not care. I would play that song for 111 minutes because I was getting pumped up for this beautiful, wonderful, holy Christmas season that we started and kicked off yesterday with our family and our friends around the world. If he walked out of the grave, guess what? I'm walking too because you can't beat God, ladies and gentlemen. Whoa, if you walked out of the grave, I'm walking too. How about you? Are you walking? Are you with us? Are you on the path? Are you on this journey with Jesus with us here on Rise Up? Well, if so, then do me a favor. Give us a thumbs up. We have people traveling today. Our whole family uh, will not be in attendance today. We have holidays. People are spending time with their close loved ones um, celebrating uh, why we're all here together, celebrating our differences and our similarities, and just what a great Thanksgiving. I'll tell you, when times get hard, Jeremy, did you remember to set your scales back 20 pounds last night? <laughs> no, I didn't, but that's great. Um, when times get hard, people come together. Um, and they do whatever they need to do. Well, right now, ladies and gentlemen, people are coming together all over the world yesterday, today, and they're starting to remember what family is really all about. They're starting to remember that God is at the center of everything. Jesus, I tell you one thing. Let me, let me tell you guys a quick story, if I may. Um, yesterday, uh, now you guys all know that a majority of my family are not believers, right? You know me, right? So yesterday... I wasn't very vocal. I wasn't very vocal about Jesus yesterday. I was more physically vocal. The things that I did yesterday made it so that my family didn't feel like I was talking at them. But they recognized the kingdom work that I was doing. And I'll give you an example. It wasn't hard for me to be vocal. You know me. I'm about as vocal as you can get. You look up the word vocal cord in the dictionary, the words vocal cord, and I'm there. Trust me. It wasn't that. It was that I knew what would be more effective. So my uh, uh, one sister of mine, my youngest sister, my baby sister, she's got a two-year-old daughter. She's got a younger daughter. baby's daddy they're not engaged they don't believe in god and they're having a very hard time in life very hard time fought on the way down you know the whole nine yards when you're a young parent and you're broke and you don't have god in your life and you have no standard of morality but you're you think you're a good person you want to be a good person you believe that you do good things but you really just kind of everywhere you look it's just another problem when it piles on it just keeps piling on that kind of life right well yesterday her and i were sitting at the dinner table together nobody else was there And I just started praying. And I didn't know how she was going to take it. 
I didn't know if she was going to, if she looked at me, I didn't know if she was listening to me. I was kind of whispering when I was praying. And as soon as I got done and I said, amen, I looked up, I looked over at her and she's holding my niece. And for the first time while she was there, because like I said, her and her boyfriend were fighting all the way to our house, right? You know how that goes. For the first time, I saw a genuine smile, not a fake smile. I know my baby sister, right? A genuine smile. And she's looking at me like this. So she's sitting sideways, right? Maybe this camera view will be better. So she's sitting sideways and she's got... So I'm at the I'm at the head of the table. So if the camera, if you're if that camera is the head of the table, I'm her. I'm sitting here, and she's like this. She's got her baby in her lap, and she's sitting here like this. And I look up at her, and I smile, and she's smiling, and she says to me. I love you so much. Now, I don't see my sister, but maybe twice a year. And she only lives an hour from me. And she said, I love you so much. With a genuine ear to ear smile. And out of everything that happened yesterday, that, that is hitting me still today. Look at me, tearing up thinking about it. Good thing I got my Rise Up tissues. Now, I want to tell you something. A year ago, that same sister said that I was doing all of this S-word to fool people and make people believe that I had changed so I could get donations for my podcast. And I was a hypocrite. And a year later, as she's going through terrible, tough, rough times because of her own lifestyle, she said that. Watched me pray, listened to what I said, and said that. What a great Thanksgiving. Now, one thing I regret is that I didn't take her young boyfriend, who's the father of her child, for a walk. Because I know where he is. I know where he is in his life. I know where he is as a young man who's, he drinks, he does drugs, he doesn't have God. I think he's maybe 25. I wanted to take him for a walk and I wanted to talk to him. I didn't want to like put a fear of God into him or anything like that. I just wanted to talk to him. And I just wanted to say, look, man, I know this is probably weird. I'm the older brother that you don't really know anything about. You've met a couple of times but I can feel hurt in you. 
So I'm going to take I'm going to take Christmas time and I'm going to take that opportunity to do that. You see <laughs> Arthur. <laughs> do you need to take a baseball bat for that walk? No. No, no. No, no. These men today are not men. They're actually women that look like men. So no. That wouldn't be necessary. Um but I'm realizing that my family, I cannot talk at my family about God. I can't do that. I've got to take them one by one and show them the love of God. Because if I mention Jesus or God to my family, not that that stops me. Trust me, it doesn't at all, right? But if I do... It's like talking to a wall. Actually, it's like talking to a, a, a car that steps on the gas and goes zero to 100 and runs away from you as soon as you mention it. So I have to be very clever in how I preach the gospel to my family. So I'm doing it with action. And uh, it, I got to tell you, just the act of praying. And that's the, that right there, folks, that's the power of the word of God. I didn't even say anything to her. I didn't even say anything to her. I didn't mention God to her at that moment. I didn't preach to her. I didn't tell her, where are you in your life with God? I didn't do any of that. I just prayed and I whispered, Lord and Heavenly Father, thank you so much for my family being here today. Thank you for giving me everything that's in my life. I could do nothing without you. I wouldn't have my wife Without you, I wouldn't have my wonderful brothers and sisters in this food, in this home, without you. And I thank you so much. <clears throat> Some people probably ask why I'm tearing up over that. Because I have a lot of work to do to make sure that my family is in heaven with me. A lot. More than you know. Jeremy, Scotty donated $20 to the Children's Fund. Scotty, thank you, man. We're going to talk about that Children's Fund in just a minute. But folks, this is, the, this is, uh, this is your shot. This is your moment. God chose you to be a Christian for this reason today. Now, I'll tell you another thing. You guys know my history. You know my history with my mom and my dad. You know my history with my mom's drug abuse when I was younger. And my mom's a different woman now. Don't. I don't want anybody to judge her on that because she's a good woman. Um, but yesterday, as we were at my house, and my whole family does not know what I do here. <laughs> Blows my mind, by the way, that they don't know what I do. But none, maybe a couple of them know. Like my sister said, oh, he just does this for his podcast. They know I do a podcast. But they don't know what I do because they don't watch my shows. They don't watch any of them. 
So, I was showing my mom my new intro, and she said, oh, I saw the new intro to the LFA, to Live from America, on the TV in the, in the, uh, the main room. And my mom, being my mom, now, by the way, everybody, nobody in my family not only knows what I do, but they don't want to know what I do. They don't like politics. They don't like any of that stuff, right? So my mom calls in everybody. Everybody, quick, come and see Jeremy's new intro. Come and see Jeremy's new intro. Of course, everybody comes flying in because they don't know what my mom's calling them for. I said, Mom, don't call everybody in here. They don't want to see this. They don't want to see this. They don't want to see this. They all came in watching the intro. And my mom's like, he's got his own network. He's got, look, LFA TV, he started that. It's on Rumble. That's right. He created that. And he's like one of the top people on Rumble. His channel's like one of the top people on Rumble, isn't he? Isn't it so exciting? And, of course, half the people are like, yeah, whatever. But, they, but then even the little kids were like, wait, this is you. This is like live on TV right now. You have your own channel. And I said, yeah, and I told him. And, and it felt good. But my mom, my mom, so proud of what we've accomplished here after she knows what kind of life, you know, she, you know, um, was in when she was raising me. Uh, it was just so nice. So I reached out to my mom afterwards. I know these are personal stories, guys. I know you're here for God. And, but you know, she's just, this is family. This is what Thanksgiving is all about. It's family. It's friends. It's God. It's bringing everybody together in righteousness and, 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 and propping each other up. And my mom really propped me up yesterday. Let me tell you. He was bragging about me. I reached out to her, and I just told her, thank you so much for that. But my family needs saving. And I, and, and, and I really, really felt it this Thanksgiving like I never felt it before. God is on the move, folks. God is on the move. And I titled today's show Invincible. So... We've got a lot to go over in the next only 35 minutes, and I don't have a lot of time to do it, and I got videos and everything. So let's go to the Lord in prayer in Jesus' name. Lord and Heavenly Father, uh, we just want to thank you, Lord, for bringing us together on these wonderful holidays. Even when we don't have money like we used to have or a dollar doesn't go the way it used to, it's not about that. It's just about being together, and we just, we just want to thank you for that. We want to thank you for for allowing us to spread seeds to our family, plant seeds to our family that you will, you will, not that you might, but you will water when the time is right. And I cannot wait to see that. But Lord, today I want to talk about being invincible. I want to talk about being invincible. And Philippians 4.13 tells us that with Christ all things are possible. Ephesians 6.10 through 6.20 talks all about the armor of God and being able to walk without being afraid of being hurt because you protect us. And today we're going to be talking about the invincibility that we do have with you. Thank you for today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Before we get started today, I'd like to read a prayer of thanksgiving, if I may. A thanksgiving prayer. Lord, I give thanks to you with my whole heart. I give thanks for your goodness and your grace. You are holy and righteous, beautiful and trustworthy. 
I delight in your attributes. I delight in who you are. You are my God, the creator of heaven and earth, the God of compassion and redemption. You are mighty and all-powerful, yet you still look upon mankind to care for us. I give thanks for your steadfast love and your faithfulness, your kindness and salvation, your forgiveness and comfort, your blessings and gifts. I praise you. I worship you. I love you. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Now, I didn't pray that exact prayer yesterday, but I prayed something very, very, very similar to that, which is why I believe my sister perked her ears up like she did and told me how much she loved me. It wasn't the I love you part that got me. It was that she was watching me pray, and that was the, that was the uh, jumping off point that caused her to say it to me. So prayer was working so loud, even though I was being so quiet. Amen, huh? Now, before we get going today, we've raised $3,500, folks, for Kids for Christmas. Today is the last day. And I did get Chris's in the nighttime as well. We've scoured. I even went to uh, um, JeremyHerald.com and looked at the notes. We've raised $3,500 for children for Christmas. So today's the last day that we're going to bring up that money or to, to, to if you want to um, donate here on rumble.com right on rumble rants, we'll put it all towards uh, the children for Christmas. And uh, there's a lot of people out there that, you know, even an extra 250 bucks would be huge. So that's what we're going to try to do. We're going to try to divvy it up. All right. And I will tell you on Monday's show how that you kind of enter your name in for that, for maybe your kids or your children's kids. Maybe you have grandkids. We want it to remain personal. We don't want it to be, I know Susie, Jack's third cousin in church and their children. Like, I, I want to help everybody, but we only have 3500 bucks, so I'd really like to keep this, you know, close to the LFA family, as close as possible. Um, Jeremy, have you thought about giving to children with parents in prison? I have, and I'd like to give to the whole world. Um, if we had $35,000, that would be a whole, whole different, totally different story, right? Um, uh, Dale, if you can't send it, uh, you just rumble rant. It's a little dollar sign on rumble on, rumble on the computer. Uh, if you can't do it there, you can just go to jeremyherald.com and do it there and, and put in the note what it's for. But we've raised $3,500, and we have one more day right here, folks. One more day to do it, Okay. And it's, uh, look at that, 20, 50 bucks, God bless you. So if we can get up to 4,500, 5,000, you know, and we give 20 families 250 bucks or something, I mean, we'll do something. We'll do something. We'll figure it out. I'm working on a, on a way to do it. It's not, you know, everybody in the world's not going to get something, but we're going to do as best as we can, okay? And, and please pray for me and for Eli and for all of us here and everybody that's, um, that's, uh, that needs help, pray that they get it. Pray that, that we see their message, and, and uh, I'll give you a, a way to email in so that we don't miss it. I'll create an email on Monday just for this so you guys can email in your testimonies on who you need it for, okay? Uh, but we're doing, we're doing the Lord's work. We're doing kingdom work, ladies and gentlemen. So having said that, I'd like to go on, and I'd like to read the verse of the day today. Let me read the description first. I said, wouldn't we all love to be invincible? Wouldn't that be great? 
our bodies would heal immediately like Wolverine on the X-Men, and we would never die. Well, I know a place where that can be so. However, since God tells us to live on earth as in heaven, can we be invincible here too? Let's talk about it. Verse of the day today, if you could open up your Bibles, is going to be from the book of Psalms. And we're going to go to Psalm 37. Psalm 37. Now I'm going to read in context, not just take the verse out, okay? But the verse in which we are reading from is 37, Psalm 37, 18 and 19. Psalm 37, 18 and 19. But I'm going to read from Psalm 37, 1 until we get there so you can understand the context in which these verses are taken out of and why I titled the show Invincible. Thank you, Lori. God bless you. Thank you so very much. Oh, it's your birthday? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Lori. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, my dear. All right. A Psalm of David. Psalm 37, 1. Do not fret because of evildoers, nor be envious of the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass, and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Now, once you walk with the Lord, folks, your desires are his desires, so you're getting them by default. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him. And he will bring it to pass. He shall bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way. Because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass. Cease from anger. I've been doing great on that, by the way. And forsake wrath. Do not fret. It only causes harm. Folks, do you know how great of a job I've been able to do with my anger? Thank you, Kittenhead. Thank you, Rojas. You guys are all so great. Look at all this money coming in for the kids. This is amazing. I'm not tooting my horn. I'm not bragging that I'm not, and I haven't lost my temper about me. I'm bragging for God. I'm tooting God's horn. Only because of God have I been able to get rid of my anger. I haven't seen anger in months, a couple months now. Because of God, not because of anything that I've done. For evildoers shall be cut off. But those who wait on the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. For yet a little while, and the wicked shall be no more. Indeed, you will look carefully for his place, but it shall be no more. The meek shall inherit the earth, and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. Now we're at verse 12. The wicked plots against the just. Is that not happening with Donald Trump and all of us? And gnashes at him with his teeth. The Lord laughs at him. Thank you, Roxanne. Verse 13 said the Lord laughs at him. Ha, 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 ha. For he sees that his day is coming. 
Do we not say it here every day? We're coming for you. I'm telling you, folks, God is on the move. The wicked have drawn the sword. They've, didn't I, haven't I been saying that they waged war against us, the people? And we all know what Jesus said. Thank you, Majorva. We all know what Jesus said about living by the sword. What else do you do? The wicked have drawn the sword and have bent their bows to cast down the poor and needy, to slay those who are of upright conduct. Us. Their sword shall enter their own heart and their bow shall be broken. And now we go to verse 16. Ready? A little that a righteous man has is better than the riches of many wicked. For the arms of the wicked shall be broken, but the Lord holds up, upholds the righteous. Verse 18. The Lord knows the days of the upright and their inheritance shall be forever. They shall not be ashamed in the evil time and in the days of famine, meaning that when nobody has anything to eat or anything, you will be satisfied. The wicked shall perish and the enemies of the Lord, of the Lord, like the splendor of the meadows, shall vanish into smoke. They shall vanish away. It's about as real as it gets. That's about as real as it gets. That's about as straightforward as Proverbs. And this is Psalms. Psalms are songs. Really? Psalm is, for me, is infinitely harder to decode and understand than Proverbs, but not these verses, not Psalm 37, 1 through 20. They lay it pretty much straight out. You want to live this life? Here you go. You want to live this life? Here you go. You choose. Remember, God sends not a single soul to hell. Man chooses hell. And I want to say God bless all the donors. W. Wilson, God bless you. Maybe get Sean to contact Matthew Perna's aunt so we can reach J6 kids directly. I've got no problem giving some of that to the J6 kids? Not at all. Not at all. I will reach out to Sean. Sean, great idea. Great idea. Thank you. Pull up the Rumble chat. Let's see how about, let's see how real that actually is. Everybody who's watching right now, how'd you like those verses? Tell me what you think of them. And by the way, look at all of the donations here, folks. Look at all of this. Who do we got here? Vicky Va, Vicky Yaw, thank you very much. Majorva, look at that. Thank you so much. Roxanne, God bless you. Rojas, thank you very much. Kittenhead, God bless you. N. Fristed, thank you very much. C. Geringer, God bless you. Thank you. Moose for Trump. Jay Gizme. Kittenhead again. W. Wilson, amazing. Look at this. Wonderful verses. Love Psalm. Wonderful words to live by. Powerful words, said Tuanity. Can't wait, Joe says, to see Christ bring that to fruition. Well, Joe, guess what, my friend? 
You don't have to wait. It's happening right now. It's happening every day. We literally live it and see it every day. God has been on the move ever since we overturned Roe v. Wade. That was the catalyst. That was it. Overturning Roe v. Wade. Unbelievable. Jeremy, there is a fund for J6 kids, said Chris DL. Reach out if you need the info. Please get that information to lfaproducer at gmail.com, okay? lfaproducer at gmail.com, Chris, because if we already have a place for it, we'll just get it right there. It'll be that easy, okay? Thank you very much for that. All right, we've got a video here. We actually have a few videos to show you, actually. Uh, Let's see here. I want you to see what it takes today to be a Christian out there spreading the gospel, okay? This pastor gets slapped in the face. I'm going to play this twice. This pastor gets slapped in the face for preaching. And how he responds, that is showing the work of God. Pop it on the screen. Roll it. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you, sir. Stay back from stay 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 back from him, man. He's he's unstable. The Bible says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. You know, the Lord Jesus Christ, he took the he took the hit of God's wrath. Jesus took the nails. Jesus came to save sinners. So Jesus can save you, sir. I forgive you, my friend. I want you to be saved. And I want you to know that Jesus took the wrath of God. Jesus was hit by the fire on the cross. And he came back from... And he says, God bless you, my friend. He gets straight smacked. And he got smacked hard. He got smacked hard. He said, God bless you, my friend. I want you to see something else. That's one example of being a Christian. Not such a good example, but a great, I mean, a great example, but not such a great video to watch, right? Seeing this man just preach God and he gets smacked. Now, here's another, and ev- but a better, beautiful, wonderful example of being a Christian as well. Pop this on the screen. I know what God was talking about in Psalm 23, because this is us. Like, it makes so much sense. Look, he is made to have a shepherd and a leader. Like, I cannot go anywhere without him following. Look at this. Can I? Finna go this way. Finna juke you out this way. Finna juke you out. Finna go this way. But look, he just will follow you. And I'm telling you, this is how we are spiritually. We be dumb, we be stupid, but hey, at least God thinks we're cute. You know what I'm saying? He gives us grace. And whenever you mess up, God just wants to hug you and love you for his creation. So same way when we see this baby sheep get stuck or something, we can't help but in our hearts help it. That's the same way Jesus loves you. God bless you. Now I know what God was- Isn't that amazing? That little lamb just followed him around everywhere. What a great, beautiful video that was. Um, and now, ladies and gentlemen, the one more video I want to show you here, and then we're going to go into Ray Comfort. Um, everybody know the, uh, if you're a football fan, you know it. I, I've, I grew up the biggest football fan in the world, and nobody was a bigger football fan. I was a Bears fan my whole life. I grew up in Illinois, and I just, I, I've, tried, I've tried to watch football again ever since the kneeling, but I just can't do it. 
Uh, but boy, this Miami Dolphin, he really hit home yesterday, didn't he? Or, I mean, not yesterday, but on Sunday, didn't he? Watch this. Yeah, I, I think the, the best thing about um, being a believer of Jesus Christ, like to me, is that good Lord up above doesn't care whether you win a game, whether you lose a game. Um, and for, for me, it's, it's been a little tough having to play on Sundays, um, having to understand that, you know, not, not able to go to church. Um, really, a, a lot of it is having to watch church online after games and, and things like that. But allowing me this platform, um, you know, is, to me, is the best thing in the world to be able to profess my faith, um, something that I firmly believe in, something that's been uh, uh, foundationally ins instilled in me at a young age. And, um, you know, when I'm out there, like, I even I even pray before I go go out to um, go out to series and whatnot. Like I'm always praying, you know. Like I'm I'm on a sideline. Looks like I'm talking to myself, speaking in tongues. Like some people think, what this guy knows how to speak in tongues. I mean, I, I grew up grew up in a um, non-denominational Christian church my entire life. Um, so yeah, like that. I mean, it, it does a lot, and so having to remember scripture always keeps me encouraged in continuing to press forward, uh, especially in times like this. So, I titled the show today, Invincible, and why? Well, ladies and gentlemen, just like verse 19 and 20 said there that said, when famine strikes, you'll be fine. When everybody else is basically burning around you, you're going to be fine. God says to be on earth as you will be in heaven. And yes, your body, your fleshly body is not invincible. But I'm going to tell you this right now. When you wear the armor of God and you walk with the Holy Spirit every day, the spirit is invincible. Your body may not be. You might get cancer. You might get hit by a car. You might live to be 120. You might get Alzheimer's. I'm sure something bad is going to happen to your fleshly body before you die and leading up to when you die. But your spirit is forever alive. And spiritually, you can choose to be invincible. That man that you just saw from the Miami uh, Dolphins, that is a very, very good example of spiritual invincibility. Okay, that preacher that you saw on the street when he got smacked physically by that guy. That's a perfect example of a Christian I want to be. Yes, that was Tua, redneck. That was Tua. Yep. That's a perfect example of the Christian I want to be. If somebody smacks me, I'm probably going to hit them back. I don't want to. I want to be a better Christian. But that man is spiritually invincible. On earth as it is in heaven, you walk with God, I can promise you that you will live forever. You will heal spiritually, and you'll become invincible spiritually. Your body can even be healed by God. He does it all the time. Yes, it is, in, it is possible to be invincible to infinite things. Who cares if finite things are invincible? Then they wouldn't be finite. Right? The true invincibility, not invisibility, invincibility is eternity. That's the true invincibility. So you guys know, everybody watches these movies, right? Wolverine, eh, right, with his claws. He's invincible. He gets cut and heals back up. All these X-Men, all these superheroes. Well, guess what? Jesus is the original superhero. And I don't care if you can fly. I don't care if you can leap tall buildings in a single bound or heal from a bullet or a knife wound in five seconds. 
You still need Jesus. Ha! Iron Man still died, didn't he, Eli? Logan still died, didn't he? Those superheroes, they all die, don't they? Even Superman died. They had to resurrect him in the movies. They all need Jesus. They all need Jesus. And now since it is Friday, it is Ray Comfort time. So ladies and gentlemen, your new video from Mr. Ray Comfort, just a man out there witnessing and bringing people to Christ. Enjoy. The, the plausibility that there would be an opportunity for the love of God to continue to purge my rejection of that love over time in a, what's called a pocket to stasis. Mitch with the box. You want him to come out this way or? This guy down here? With the beanie, yeah. Okay. Mitch. Your name's Mitch? Yeah. You gonna give me an interview, Mitch? Well, I have a, as long as she's asleep, Okay, perhaps. we'll keep her asleep. Yeah. Mitch, can I permission to interview for YouTube and all media purposes? Sure. Do you think there's life after death? I think it's plausible, yeah. Do you believe in God? I do. Do you ever read the Bible? Yes. Do you believe what the Bible says, that it's possible to find everlasting life? Yeah. Mitch, if I say, I'm dying, I've got three minutes to live, how can I make it to heaven? What would you tell me? Put your trust and faith in Jesus. He's answered correctly, he's obviously a Christian, so let's just go to another interview. Oh no, listen to what comes next. I've got a belief in God, yeah. and I'm still terrified of going to hell. Why would trusting in Jesus help me? At least according to the Christian sacred text, that would be the only doorway to God, or to a heaven afterlife, depending on how you receive the text. But... Depending on how you receive the text. That's very strange, it sends up a red flag so I'm going to do a little more probing. Mitch, I've got 30 seconds, and I, I've done things I know are morally wrong. Yeah. I've had sex out of marriage, I've lied, stolen, looked at pornography, blasphemed God's name, and I'm terrified of going to hell. What will save me? 15 seconds. Well, you're at your end of your life, but if you had extra life, would you do those things again? No. No. How can that help me? your faith in Jesus. You'll be covered by the blood of Jesus if you say, I believe in you. Well, you've got me mystified yeah. <laughs> because you've got the right theology. I mean, I would identify as a Christian, but there's certain ways of receiving the Christian tradition that I probably would sway from. I more than suspect that Mitch is a stranger to genuine conversion, and it's going to all come down to whether or not he thinks he's a good person. Does he see sin in its true light? And you notice that he obviously doesn't by what he calls sin, wrong decisions. You've got me confused, so I'm going to back up a little and see yeah. if I can uncover the confusion. Totally. Mitch, do you think you're a good person? Yes and no. So why yes? Uh, I think of all the poor decisions I've made in my life, I would have to recount amongst every poor decision, there's thousands of good decisions I've also made as well. Whether that makes me an you know, ultimately good or ultimately bad, if we're speaking in, in maximal ways, I, I can't say with totality. I can bring clarity to it. Sure. You and I, according to the Bible, are criminals, and God's a judge, so it's like a court of law. So when a criminal stands in front of a judge and the judge says, you're guilty, he doesn't say, well, I've done good things. Mm -hmm. It's irrelevant. The judge says, you're here to answer for your crimes and not for the good things you've done. They can't wash away your crimes. So now we can see clearly what the problem is. He's trusting in his own self-righteousness. He doesn't see the serious nature of sin, so it's time to do what Jesus did and go to the Ten Commandments. Jesus said, if you look at a woman and lust for her, you commit adultery with her in your heart. 
Have you looked at a woman with lust? Absolutely. Recently? Sure, yeah. Do you use God's name in vain? Yeah, I've said, I've said those words. Yeah. yeah. It's called blasphemy. It's taking the holy name of God and using it in the place of a filth word to express disgust. Have you lied and stolen in your life? Yes. So here's the summation. This will show you your state before God. You've just told me you're a lying, thieving, blasphemous, adulterate heart. And you have to face God on judgment day. If he judges you by the Ten Commandments, we'll look at four, would you be innocent or guilty? Guilty according to the Ten Commandments, yes. Have you ever heard the Bible verse, the wages of sin is death? Yes. yes. It's saying God is paying you in death for your sins. Like a judge looks at a criminal who's committed multiple murders, but he thinks he's a good person. Yeah. The judge says, oh, I'm going to show you how serious a crime is. I'm giving you the death sentence. This is your wages. This is what you've earned. This is what's due to you. Sin is so serious to a holy God, he's given you the death sentence. You're on death row, and your death will be evidence to you that God is deadly serious about sin. And if you die in your sins, you'll end up in hell, and that horrifies me. Like I said, you seem to have good theology, but there's something not quite right. So tell me, what did God do for guilty sinners so we wouldn't have to go to hell? You said a lot there. I understand you know Romans, and you, you've received the Christian tradition in a very specific way. One question I have to push back, you said God is dealing, like he, he is the death dealer or is the wages of sin, like built into the mechanics of the cosmos when we choose something other than the way of Jesus, we actually reap just the consequences of sin. Is it possible that God doesn't necessarily have to be the death dealer, that simply by what I choose, I'm storing up wrath on the day of judgment in which I heap upon myself? So does God necessarily have to be the death dealer? His wrath abides on us. It doesn't say the law's wrath. It's his yeah. wrath. He's angry at sin. Right. The scriptures say, then shall my fury come up in my face. Okay. God is super angry. His anvil of justice is hovering over each of us. When we go back to that question, what did God do for guilty sinners so we wouldn't have to go to hell? Through God becoming matter, through the conception of Jesus in in Mary, Jesus bore the weight of the sins of the world upon himself. How can that help us? Well, again, there's multiple ways of receiving a, what's called atonement theories. There's multiple ways of understanding the, the cosmic um, work of Jesus on the cross, which could say that um, not just people who subscribe cognitively to a notion means that they're saved, but um, reorienting your life around the way of Jesus is a salvation work away from sin rather than just in a crude way of saying it's just blood magic, which is the common way of understanding, at least Anselm's way of understanding a God uh, receiving blood sacrifice the same way that an ancient world people would throw a virgin into the fire to satisfy God. I just, I'm not compelled by that ultimate vision of a very classical uh, theological framework. Well, I can understand that. Yeah. Nick's such a nice guy, he's let me say some harsh things to him, but he's sitting in a soup of a mess of theology and his intellect is getting in the road of the simplicity of the gospel. So that's what I'm going to share with him. I'm a simple guy, I'm going to put it really simply sure. and see if it makes sense to you. Yeah. The Ten Commandments are called the moral law. Yeah. You and I broke the law, Jesus paid the fine. Yeah. 
That's why he said it is finished on that cross. Yeah. If you're in court and you've got speeding fines, the judge will let you go if someone pays those fines. Yes. It says you're guilty, but you're out of here because someone paid your fine. Right. And it's legal. Well, God can legally take the death sentence off you because Jesus yeah. paid the fine in his life's blood, rose from the dead, defeated death. And now the Bible says the wages of sin is death, but right. the gift of God is eternal life. Yeah. So if you'll simply repent of your sins and trust in Jesus, God will grant you everlasting life as a free gift, not because you're good, but because he's good and kind and rich in mercy. And the reason I'm so earnest to make sure you get this right is because I know you love that child that's right behind you. And when that child grows up and says, Daddy, why am I going to die? She doesn't want a theological treatise. She just needs to hear the gospel, that the gift of God is eternal life through trusting alone in Jesus. I find myself um, in part agreeing with with you in the sense of that there is eternal work through the work through the work of Jesus on the cross where you and I would part is whether or not there is potentially a postmortem opportunity for those to make that decision because if the world is fallen if I'm fallen if you're fallen perhaps rationality is fallen so one of my core principles is God is not petty and if God if if I was born somewhere else Um, and I was compelled, which I don't know if we could choose what we're compelled by. Um, If I got cognitively Jesus as the (laughs) cosmic savior, um, if I got that wrong, I hold the, the plausibility that there would be an opportunity for the love of God to continue to purge, um, my rejection of that love over time in a what's called a pocket stasis. It's the doctrine that Satan and all sinners will ultimately be restored to God, commonly called universalism. Next concern is that it's unfair for someone to be condemned when they haven't been given opportunity to hear the gospel. Do you know what that's called? It's called idolatry, where you make up a God to suit yourself. I did it before I was a Christian. Let me finish because this okay. is so yeah, important. Yeah. I did it before I was a Christian. Uh-huh. I created a cuddly, snuggly God that wasn't petty, and I prayed to him each night. And the Bible says, idolaters will not inherit the kingdom of God. God is not petty. He's a God of justice and truth and righteousness. So I've shared the gospel with you today, and whether or not someone comes to Christ overseas or in another age where they've only got the light of conscience, God will do that which is right, and every man will give an account of himself to God. So please think about what we talked about because this is deadly serious. Examine my tone. Why am I talking like this? It's because I love you, and I don't want you to end up in in hell. I want to see you in heaven, and I want you to think about what we talked about. You're very intelligent, and the Bible's very very, very simple when it comes to the gospel. You can simply be saved by repenting of your sins and trusting in Jesus. All right, ladies and gentlemen, another great video from Ray Comfort. Um, I have about two minutes left, and there's about a minute and a half left of this. Um, So normally I I head out with music, but I think you need to see where this ends. So I'm not going to head out with music today. I'm just going to play the rest of this, and then we'll say goodbye, okay? Roll it on. With a sense of seriousness. Can I give you a book I've written called Scientific Facts in the Bible? Sure, yeah. You're making big metaphysical claims where people would have to just already agree on the assumptions of the way the world and the metaphysical invisible world works. But it's based on Scripture. Sure, which doesn't necessitate that it's reality, but I, gr- I totally am uh, 
I love that you find such certainty in that. I find my orientation in life in that camp of Christianity too, but it may be more in a progressive sense or a uh, Gregory of Nyssa um, interpretation of the text, which... Are you Roman Catholic? I'm not, no. But I read a lot of uh, Desert Fathers, Desert Mothers, as well as Reformed to uh, liberation to process theology thought, so... Well, it sounds like you're very studied up on parachutes. You've done deep, deep study of parachutes. Just make sure yours is on. The Bible says, yeah. put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay? Yeah. Okay. That's nice to talk to nice you. Nice to talk to you. Thank you. Thanks, Ray. See, that's why it's so important what Ray does, because, and, and knowing the gospel, right? Like I said, you don't have to go through seminary. You don't have to be the smartest person in the world when it comes to the Bible. But, boy, is it, is it nice to know uh, the gospel enough to be able to preach it. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for us today here on Rise Up. We got a Live from America show coming up at 11 a.m. But right now, Sean Farish and Ungoverned is coming up next. So enjoy this music on your way out. I love you guys. I hope we had a, I hope everybody had a moment of Christ this morning. Maybe you feel a little bit better. Maybe you'll know a little bit more. Either way, put on that armor of God and be about as invincible as you can be. God bless each and every one of you. Have a good morning, and I'll see you at 11, okay?